Welcome to Money Mindfulness, brought to you by PPS. I am Ayanda Siboni, Group Executive for Brand, Marketing and Communications. I'm in conversation with Dwee Fari, economist, author and businessman. And today we'll be talking about capital accumulation. Louis, in our previous two conversations, we have touched on what makes for healthy personal finances. You said it's a function of the income and expenses statement. You stress the importance of our income potential. In other words, how we build our value in the economy. And you emphasize the importance of making our money work for us. This we do by being wise allocators of our income every month. Am I right that the difference between our recurring income and our household expenses can be called preserved capital? Yes, I know. The, uh, the capital in your life as a family and in, your, in the portfolio of your family finances is the amount of income you don't spend. That's how basic it is, the word capital. Um, to get to capital as a family, you have to jump through, through quite a few hoops in your financial lifetime. You, know, you have to in- increase your income potential over time and so optimize your revenue profile. And then you have to take control of your spending and say no often to the appeals of the economy. There's income up, uh, expenditure under control, and then, and then, capital will emerge. In other words, excess money from your earnings may appear in your life. So this is why we're moving from an income statement now, looking at income and expenditure, to a balance sheet, where you store this capital. You know, capital can so easily disappear in in your monthly spending. Um, That's why the best way to to create capital as a family is to take it off the table, your income, before you get your hands on it. Otherwise, you will wait for capital to appear at the end of your income statement, but then expenses played its role. So capital is the, is the result of delayed gratification, which is a very, very expensive, uh, a very difficult thing for a typical family to conquer. To preserve a portion of your harvest for future use and store it in a silo uh, before you can get your hands on it. All the stuff we talk about sounds so basic uh, because we, the members we talk to are sophisticated people, but... There's a reason for this, you know, the things that go wrong in personal finances are the basic things. It's not the difficult things that go wrong. And that's why I think it's a great idea to just in this round keep it very basic. We're getting philosophical here. So are you saying that capital is a higher order form of money? It is indeed the, uh, the shyest form of money you will ever find in your life. Uh, it's in a different category altogether, capital. Because th- just think about its origin. You have to earn income at the top line of your income statement. Then you have to pay your taxes. Then you have to pay your expenses to make a living. And then what's left is capital. So it's a long road to reach capital from the top to the bottom, with a lot of expenses being taken out of this income stream over time. Uh, The opposite of that, just think about a loss of capital, how expensive is a loss of capital, because you have to go back to the top of your income statement now again, earn income again, pay taxes again, pay expenses again, to reach the same amount of capital. So capital loss is exactly as you say, it's a totally different form of loss because you have to work your whole income statement back upwards and start start at the top again. Metaphorically, you can see, uh, you can can equate uh, capital to honey in a beehive. It takes a lot of flying around and pollen to, to harvest to get to one drop of honey. And that's why bees are so protective of that honey as well when you come close by. 
because they exactly know where it comes from. And capital works like that as well. When you sit with that capital in your hands every month, what are your basic options in employing it? I think uh, you should start with a proper philosophy when you have capital in your hand. And uh, the suggestion I would make is to have a loss prevention strategy in mind. Because as I just said, it's so difficult to get hold of the same capital twice. But your first aim should be not to lose the capital. It sounds very boring. And normally people go for upside with capital to create more wealth. It's a different thing I'm saying here. Don't lose it. Just start there. Don't lose it because you respect the nature of capital. Second thing is invest it with a realistic mindset. Aim to have an inflation-beating return over time, but resist the temptation to speculate or invest it in uh, glitzy and glamour- glamorous promises, you know, because normally you, uh, you incur a lot of risk there and you may well lose some of the capital, which means you have to go back all the way to re-earn it. From a family finances point of view, I would invest it with a seven-year mindset always. Never try to make money over the next year or two. Take a longer view. And I would always proportion this capital in three parcels. The first one will be a, a reserve, in other words, a, a, a cash kitty. Um, during the COVID time, we saw how important the cash kitty is, a short-term reserve. Keep it in cash, big money market account, no risks. We know it's a lower return, but what you have in mind is stability and have a, have a cash reserve, reserve on hand. Second portion of parcel, I would invest in a long-term investment pool with the aim to one day look after me when I don't want to work so hard anymore. So that's the second part. And the third part's a funny one, but I would accelerate my debt repayment. I regard that as an investment in its own right as well, to get rid of the interest um, on debt. If you, if you still have some debt. As always, what do you suggest we do in the next month in getting our heads around our personal capital employment? Um, in our fourth conversation, our tip was to have a look at your, at your savings pattern. Uh, this time around, I would, I would suggest a bit of self-education to our members again. Ask your advisor for a fact sheet of the, of the long-term funds uh, you are invested in. And just screen through the breakup on that fact sheet and inform yourself where your money actually land in that fund because it's just good to know. And it'll give you a great idea of how your capital is invested and it's, it's good self-information to afford yourself. Thank you for listening. PPS is an authorized financial services provider and a licensed insurer.